Chapter 2. Jennifer is small with brown and white spots and long ears. When Libby saw her, she cried, oh, what an adorable dog. She comes with the house, Daddy said. She belongs to Professor Egren, and she's ours for the summer. I'm going back to the car, I said. Daddy held my arm. She can't hurt you. Oh, sure, I said, pulling away from him. But I'll just wait in the car until you decide what to do with her, because I'm not staying here if she does. I ran down the road and jumped into our car and started to shake. How could they do this to me? Their own child. Their own younger daughter. Didn't they understand? Didn't they care? Daddy and Mom hurried to the car. Mom stuck her head into the open window. Sheila, she said. Jennifer is very small. She's more afraid of you than you are of her. Did she tell you that? I asked. Daddy said, she's got a doghouse in a fenced-in area. She's chained up. You don't have to go near her. Suppose she gets away, I asked. Suppose her chain breaks. That won't happen, Daddy said. But even if it did, someone would catch her. You're just saying that, I told Daddy. But you don't mean it. Have we ever lied to you, Mom asked. Well, no. Then trust us, Daddy said. I looked out the car window. Libby was cuddling Jennifer. You promise she'll never come into the house? I promise, Daddy said. She's got everything she needs outside. And you won't make me go near her? Of course not, Mom said. You can even pretend she's not there if you want. And you won't make fun of me? Do we ever make fun of you, Daddy asked. Libby does, I said. Well, we'll see that she doesn't, Mom promised. Now, don't you want to come into the house and see your very own bedroom, Daddy asked. Well, I guess so, I said, getting out of the car. We walked up the front lawn to the house. Libby was still holding Jennifer. When Jennifer saw me coming, she jumped off Libby's lap. She barked and barked. You see, I cried, turning around, ready to run back to the car. She hates me already. Don't be silly, Daddy said. He took my hand. I'm not being silly. Why else would she bark like that? Because she doesn't know you, Mom said, putting an arm around me. And she's never going to either. I'll tell you that. We went into the house. The downstairs looked pretty nice, but I wanted to see my bedroom. So Daddy and I went upstairs while Libby and Mom poked around in the kitchen. Daddy turned right at the top of the stairs and walked down the hall. Two of the bedrooms are this way, and the other two are that way, Daddy said, pointing. Since you wanted to be far away from Libby, I thought you might like this one. Daddy pushed open the door and smiled. I went in. The first thing I saw was the dresser. It was piled with models of planes, boats, and cars and the walls were full of teen pennants. There wasn't even a bedspread on the bed, just an ugly old gray blanket with Camp Kennebec printed across it. I opened the closet door. The shelves were loaded with sports equipment, and where was my soft, fluffy yellow rug with, big ro with a big rose in the middle? No place. The floor was bare. Daddy said, well, I hate it. I shouted, running out of the room, past Daddy and down the hall. I looked into the other bedrooms, but they were all the same. They're all boys' rooms, I cried. Daddy followed me and said, well, 
Of course they are. Professor Egrin has three sons. When I heard that, I got so mad I kicked a closet door and made a mark on it. Mom came upstairs and then said, that wasn't a very nice thing to do in someone, somebody else's house. Maybe it wasn't, but I didn't care. Libby wasn't, wasn't disappointed when she saw her bedroom. She doesn't mind having a boy's room. She loves it. She says it makes her feel very close to Professor Egrin's 15-year-old son. Daddy says, my room belongs to his 12-year-old son. But if I hate it that much, I can have the room which belongs to his three-year-old son, even though it's much smaller, I told him. No, thank you. I'd rather sleep in a 12-year-old 12 12-year-old room than one that belongs to a baby. Mom said if we hurried and unpacked, we could go for a ride around Terrytown. So I went to my room and put my clothes away. When I opened the desk drawer, I found six tubes of testers glue. 27 bottles of model paint and a note. It said, warning to whoever uses this room. I hate girls. So if you are one, look out. And if you touch any of my models, I will get you someday. B-E. <laughs> I said, ripping the note into tiny pieces. After supper, Daddy drove us around Terrytown. It is a very hilly place. When you get up high, you can look down and see the Hudson River. Of course, you can also see it right in New York City. When I was younger, I used to climb to the top of the jungle gym and look out at it. There, isn't, there is something about the Hudson River that makes me feel good, even if it is polluted. When we came home, I got ready for bed. Before I climbed in, I looked out my window, and that was right underneath my room. Jennifer. That dumb old dog. She looked up at me and barked. I barked right back at her. I knew. We I knew we should have we should have gone to Disneyland.